This episode brought to you by the Roster Up Media Network, home to tangible insights for the NFL and fantasy sports. Check us out at rosterupmedia.com. Outstanding. Back at it again. Lance, how you doing? Doing good. Missing news. Missing news again. Everyone, it's Ooze's wedding anniversary. If you, shout out to Ashley. Shout out to Ashley and Ooze. I don't know what thank, year they're thank on. Thank you but... for letting us have them. <laughs> Wish <laughs> we could have them today, though. Uh, but me and Lance, we're gonna do it. We're gonna we're gonna get through this. So if you're not already following roster up on social media, you have issues. You need to stop what you're doing right now. Like subscribe, follow, whatever it is, the, uh, whatchamacallit lingo is these days and do that. And then continue this episode because we've got a jam packed show week seven review studs, duds, waiver wire, and some good questions for you as well. So let's get it going. You ready for the news, Lance? I'm ready for some news. Give me good news. Uh, there's not much of that going around. So the news is Darren Waller had an e- a knee slash ankle injury and was a late scratch for Sunday's game. His replacement, I forget his name, uh, did show out. So that's good for those that picked him up late. But Darren Waller is day-to-day, so you have to monitor him and have to find some new tight end for your, you know, tight end needs. Zach Wilson got injured. He injured his knee during a tackle during the game. My fantasy season, all down the drain. <laughs> Fortunately, no one was starting him. Um, poor Jets fans, because no, that, that's your future going, you know, hurt. I guess the only good news is he did walk off underneath his own will. The MRI showed that he hurt his PCL and he's only going to be out anywhere between two to four weeks. So it's not that bad. So don't be worried, Jets fans. Don't be worried. Gibson has been playing with apparently a broken bone in his shin all season, which is very odd to me, but that's something to monitor because, you know, we're expecting high level performance from him and he hasn't been delivering the whole season. So this is a contributing factor. So that's something we'll have to monitor as the season goes on. Shout out to Tom Brady. He has uh, claimed, you know, done history. Once again, 600 touchdown passes in the regular season. And then he had his ball given away by Mike Evans to a fan who this, you know, the Tampa Bay people had to go back and get that ball from the dude. So shout out to that guy giving the ball back. I wouldn't have given it back if I was him because who knows how much money that would have been worth. Miles Sanders. He's got one Bitcoin. So that's like 60,000 there. He's got (laughs) a thousand dollars in the gift shop. He's got a signed helmet from both Evans and Brady. And then he's got a signed Jersey from Evans or something. That's what they gave him. Typically, I, I, you wouldn't expect $60,000 worth of Bitcoin just showing up in your account. And... This is also true. Yeah. All right. Maybe uh, maybe giving ball, the ball back was a good call on his part then. 
a little still jealous either way. <laughs> Miles Sanders left the game with a knee injury and he did not walk off underneath his own will. And then Gainwell kind of showed out a little bit in his absence. So that's something to monitor. Mahomes, he had a concussion during the game. He had got knee to the helmet or to the face. Um, he cleared the concussion protocol and should be good for Monday's game. Versus now, if you were looking at the stats and you were wondering, was he playing with a concussion the whole game? We are being told <laughs> that he was not playing with a concussion the whole game. Apparently. They just were really that bad. Yeah, apparently. Uh, as we stated before, Dak, you know, hurt his uh, calf on that walk-off um, play against the Patriots in overtime and basically was in a boot after that, but they had the bye and all things point to him playing on Sunday night versus the Vikings. So that is a Sunday night game. Be wary of that because if you don't start him, you have to start Kirk Cousins or whoever's playing on Monday. So maybe have a backup plan just in case. And Adams is on the COVID list. He might miss or should miss Thursday's game because of that so be i think he's just afraid of playing the arizona cardinal secondary he's just making it up <laughs> could be could be all right let's get into these studs and duds quarterback lance you know the deal i'm gonna say a bunch of names and you kind of just shout out guys you're impressed with and guys you're kind of you know this was just a rare occasion so we've got stafford in this weird revenge games, I told you weird things happen in revenge games because I forget what they were favored by, but it was like a couple touchdowns and there was a close one till the end when Ramsey picked off uh, Jared Goff. And then we got Joe Burrow passing for 416 in a game that most people thought they would lose to the Ravens. We've got two or four touchdowns. Aaron Rodgers doing his thing like always. Tom Brady with his 600, you know, touchdowns. He had four in this game. Jalen Hurts came alive late in the game. Cardiac cat candidate. Lamar Jackson. Mac Jones and Murray. So give it. It was good to see. It was good to see Mac Jones get it under his belt, but he was playing at Jets, so it's a little hard there, right? Tom Brady, Kyler Murray. And Jalen Harris actually did worse than their typical scoring. Same thing with Lamar Jackson. Burrow, those, those are good signs. He was available in a lot of leagues. He's probably not available in your league anymore, um, considering he's probably taken in more than 80% of the leagues. But if he's there, look to pick him up. He's going to be good for those bye weeks you're looking for. Um, do not, however, pick up Tua. Um, he is highly reliant on four touchdowns for the, all those points. Uh, he does not look good. They're very good at getting a touchdown on their first drive after the beginning of the game and after halftime. But their offense is stagnant outside of those first set plays. So if he knows what he's supposed to be doing and, and all the calls are there, the coaches are able to get them calls and get those plays in there, but they're not able to read. It's either one or the other. He can't read the defenses and be able to produce on those plays, or they can't read the game in the situation and call the right place. So it's one or the other, and it's – unfortunately, you don't draft the coaches, you draft the quarterback, and you really don't want to put him in your lineup. Um, Mac Jones probably isn't going to do that every game. Again, they played the Jets. And Tom Brady, 
I mean, let's not snub the fact that he put in those touchdowns, but it's a little little lower than his typical because we're such we're used to such high numbers out of him. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers is playing on Thursday, right? So yep. he's playing Thursday, short week. Might not have Adams, and he's playing against Arizona. I don't know. It could be one of those games where you see Arizona still lose. I don't think so, but I wouldn't go and and start Rodgers probably because of Adams being out. Very true. Very true. All right. Moving right along, we've got the running back studs. We had Kamara uh, go off in a game that was so boring. It could put anybody to sleep in uniform. So that um, was what I was trying to, like, understand. Like, it's a low-scoring game, but yet this man had 51 rushing, 128. And 10 catches. That's, that's the yeah. big thing, right? He had and 128 on one drive, he had, like, five in a row. Yeah, and, and like, like the ball just kept going drive. to him. I was yeah. just like, what? 11 targets, 10 receptions, one touchdown, and he just did his thing. But somehow the score was, what, 13 to 10? Yeah. So yeah. it was just like, huh? Yeah. But somehow he's the number the, one. The this only game. offense was him. Yeah. If you look at Winston, Winston got a touchdown by throwing it to him, but Winston put up like 13, 15 points, depending on the league you're in. Yep. Nobody else on that team put up anything. Uh, you weren't looking for any of those wide receivers. And then that means if you stashed Michael Thomas and you're still hoping for him to come back this season, you might as well give it up and, and use that injury reserve for somebody else like Michael Gallup or Logan Thomas, who's dropped by a lot of people. Pick up somebody who actually has fantasy upside. Michael Thomas does, does not. Not on the Saints team. So I, real quick, I have him. And I did some crazy things this week because of, the way the bye weeks shaped out and the way I'm trying to like, you know, get back into playoffs in a couple leagues, but I have Michael Thomas sitting on my IR spot for since we began basically. And I just like, well, it's an IR spot. So, but like now I have the problem of having three good running backs. So I'm not going to play him in my flex. I got Zeke, Austin Eckler and Harris. And so my other wide receivers, I'm just like, do I even dare play Thomas? It's, it's getting messy, basically. Mm-hmm. And all Thomas is going to do is make it yucky because, you know, he has the talent when he's healthy, available, and obviously gets his fair share of the targets. But anyway. Well, also being on good terms with the coaching staff, you have no idea what kind of – True. He's already not happy with Sean Payton and the organization. So him coming back, you have no idea – what you're going to get out of him. Is he going to just be angry and try and put up stats or is he going to be petulant? Yep. So let's hit these running backs, a little unfamiliar names, I think here. Um, Joining in there. That was pretty good. Yeah. Dearness Johnson. If anybody realized that Nick Chubb wasn't going to play that game, getting anybody getting him for that Thursday night game got a boost because he was not on anybody's board for the most part. We all Elijah yeah. Mitchell did okay, but we didn't expect it to be a rainy game. And yep. So they had to rely on the running back so much more. And it became a little bit more important in that in that situation. Uh, I think this is the second week Claire Herbert's been on here. We've got two uh, New England running backs, Brandon Bolden coming in on just underneath Damon Harris. Jonathan Taylor's back to form. One that really surprised me because, let me see, Leonard Fournette. 
he had 27 last week and then night like he's been shaping out to be a decent pickup these last four weeks so i'm kind of like mad i don't have any leonard Fournette shares over here but mm. it was tampa bay i was just focusing on mike evans and uh godwin if i got those guys and mm. then obviously tom brady to stack them with but then it turns is you know comes to really reality is you know antonio brown gronk those first couple of weeks and even leonard fournette were like even better pickups for mm-hmm. tampa bay but yeah um derrick henry's on here brown again burn you this week if you didn't realize before sunday that he wasn't going to play yeah and Swift was number one until Camara's game. He had 96 mm-hmm. receiving yards, 10 targets, and broke away for, I think it was like 80-something yards on that first or second play of the game. Mm-hmm. And then Dearness Johnson had 146 rushing. So I don't foresee some of these people being top again, like Miles Gaskins, Drake, um, both New Johnson England running backs. Might still be a good uh... – a good flex in place of Hunt because our Hunt is injured and they like to give Chubb the spell. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll see if that keeps happening. Javante Williams kind of put up decent numbers this past week, but it was kind of, again, it was the touchdowns that really make his numbers. Yeah. He's, he's only been putting up very below average running, very disappointing considering how high both me and you are on it, him in uh, preseason. And I th- you know, obviously Melvin Gordon's still there robbing production from him because he'll get a touchdown or two and get some offensive snaps. But hopefully we're getting into a second season where you start to see some of these RBs shine. Like last year you had Swift, Dobbins, um, can't remember another one, but like their second half, Jonathan Taylor, their second half performance is what boosted them into kind of the – draft positions they're at this year so mm-hmm. hopefully we're seeing that with javante williams and have melvin gordon's production go down all right why receivers why receivers this one was crazy because ooze was down on both mclaren and aj brown and i think he got burned because he just didn't expect tennessee or washington to do anything in the air we just thought the just quarterback run. situation in Washington was just going to continue to yeah. stay down. And we didn't expect, we didn't expect that most of Tennessee's points were going to be coming through touchdowns and, and passes. Yeah. I mean, you had Derrick Henry on there with 28 rushes, but the guy only put up 15 points in most leagues. Yeah. And that was with a four point touchdown pass. Yep. So we've got Cooper cup at the top of here again, uh, 156 yards. Our boy Jamar Chase is putting up historic numbers, 200 yards. Um, I can't remember what the stat was, but he's done something in history in the first seven games that no one else has done. I think it's like 150 yards in each of their games or like the most yards in their first seven games, something something like that. I but. think it was the most yards in the first seven or most yards per game for their first seven starts or something. Okay, that's what it was, yeah. Yeah, it's like something like 75.8 yards a game or something. It doesn't seem that high, but I guess for a rookie, that is pretty high. Yeah. Um, Especially wide receivers, because usually they don't pop the first year. It takes them 
two or three years to kind of get adjusted. Um, yeah. Only, like we said it before, only OBJ, then last year's Justin Jefferson, and maybe a handful of others have really popped their rookie year. And now obviously Jamar Chase with jo- Joe Burrow. But um, we got Debo on here, Michael Pittman, DK Metcalf was only literally one catch, I think. Uh, two catches, 96 yards, but 84 yards of that was one catch. And then Devontae Adams. So, I mean, these guys are kind of usual names up here um, besides Michael Pittman, which I have on a in a league in my flex, which I'm happy about. Um, D-Hop. Yeah, it's crazy that that game, there was some – wide receivers that had a lot of points because of how sloppy the game was. And then the next night you, they were like, uh, it was probably going to still be bad weather for the Seattle game. Um, And then that game, none of the wide receivers other than uh, Metcalf for that big catch and run that he had, none of the wide receivers had anything there either. If you had Tyler Lockett going into that last game, you needed anything more than two points. God bless you. You didn't get it. <laughs> uh, what a shame. But, I mean, this all looks – we had Dante Pettis with 13 fantasy points when the Giants have no receivers. But, I mean, this is all typical once you get past D-hop. All right. Anyone else you want to point out before we move on? No, let's get into those tight ends. We had some uh, – we had three guys that's worth – four guys worth mentioning. So Uzoma did it again with his big touchdown game. Our boy Kyle Pitts, who we are in our text thread, everyone, and, you know, Uz is hyping him up and Lance is trying to quiet that flame down real fast. And then Mike Kosicki, and I'll throw in, um, how do you say this guy's name? Foster Moreau. Moreau. The replacement. Why not Zach Ertz? Zach Ertz, new place, new face. Oh, he, yeah, Zach Ertz. I'm about to points. get to him. Uh, I'm actually was going to throw in Zach Ertz and Tunyon just because my base. Yeah. Tunyon like, Oh, it's nice to see his name up there, but the guy's still bum this whole year. (laughs) (laughs) And I, and I wanted him, but I wanted him. You know what? I didn't want Tunyon in the sixth round, fifth tight end off the board. I wanted Tunyon as like the 12th tight end off the board. Very true. Right. So we finally have Kyle Pitts creeping up into the top five, depending on your league top five now right so he's getting you these big points he put up what like 21 points this week which is great but where was he when you got the five the four where was he when he only put up nine that second week he didn't put up any double digits into the last two weeks and guess who he's playing one in five teams miami and new york he's going to be playing carolina we'll see what he does he's going to be playing um a few other teams. He's got Carolina twice. He's got New England. He's got Tampa Bay. And he's got Buffalo. Buffalo is right there in your championship game. I oh. hope you don't need him. I hope you don't need him. Other than Buffalo, I mean, I like most of these matchups. And like we just discussed with the wide receivers, it takes them a little bit of time to get adjusted. I don't historically know about tight ends, but you know, if this pans out where he's getting double digits for the rest of the year, obviously there'll probably be one or two more bad games in there. I mean, that's right. 
it's probably not yeah but that's that's the why third. you're worried about yeah it's not the fourth fifth tight end off the board it's not worth a sixth round pick when you could have had cooper cup you could have had mclaren you could have had some of those guys were sitting in there in that round where you so, gave yeah. up so i i agree with you to that extent but especially on where you got him still on the board yeah it, it just depends on where i guess where you got him because in our ffpc league he went we took him in the third round because there's a tight end premium there. Now, if he performs like this for the rest of the year, then we're kind of okay. We're, we're, I'll forgive you, Kyle Pitts. But yeah, I mean, do, what, what is, what, what do you need for a third round pick? What do you need out of the tight end? Do you need 17 plus average? Cause I think the record is like 15, 16 for a tight end. So this is 1.5 per reception for tight end. Oh, it's position. Yeah, position just tight end. Specific. Okay. So I mean, I mean that's that what league, makes those them points are going to be hard. I mean, yeah, that one's going to be hard because it's like I don't even know how to equate that because typically it's 0.5 or one. Yeah, exactly. And now you know, Kyle Pitts got an extra. Uh, let's just say. Three yeah, three, yeah, three points. Three points, yeah. So, like, now he's in the 20s, and this was 25 or, say, you know, last week, 26. So, it's harder when it's FFPC. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, continue your performance, Kyle Pitts, and I'll forgive you. And, like, but I like these numbers. I like what's going on here. I mm-hmm. like the targets. Double-digit targets uh, before the buy, eight or seven for eight. And then 163, like throwing a touchdown. We're 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 getting somewhere, Kyle uh, Pitts. We're getting somewhere. All right. Anyone else you want to highlight? Zacherts had that had I think two touchdowns. No, just one. He broke away for that one. He's looking good out in Arizona. And like we said, it's gonna make Kyler Murray better. Um, mm-hmm. I think Ricky Seals Jones dropped back down. Yeah, put up eight points. And we can we can let's let's turn it over to the to the duds. Let's do what we did last week. So we've got the duds for the tight ends. Waller was a late scratch, so hope hopefully you you know found his replacement. Uh, I'm gonna go on a limb and say kind of Mark Andrews kind of hurt you because we're used to those games he had previously, especially that 36 point game, 15. So this was besides the first game, this was his lowest game of the season. Um, Hawkinson, nope. Hawkinson hurt you a little bit, um, but he's only averaging nine, nine point eight, so ten points a game. So yeah. putting up almost eight points is it's a little hard. But uh, Najoku put up three points. We tried yep. to warn you against him. Um, OJ Howard. So there were a couple, uh, depending on you know how much. And OJ else... Howard came down despite Brown not being in the game. Yeah. You would expect OJ Howard's production to be higher if Gronk's not playing, which he didn't. Yep. And Brown's not playing, which he didn't. Yep. And it and it actually went the other way around. Mike Evans caught three touchdowns. Yeah. So you can't really other than the studs, it's like you can't really trust these guys in those positions where you only get one shot, right? So in a flex, you could throw him in or you could throw in AJ Brown, uh Antonio Brown, but I wouldn't throw him in. Uh, tight end in there and hope for something if I've got something better on my bench. 
hopefully you're not stuck with just that. Guys, just be wary out there. Tight end is hard. Tight end is, you know, weak at the position. We've got Darren Waller now, day-to-day. George Kittle's still out. Who knows if Rob Gronkowski will be back next week. Logan Thomas on IR. And, you know, Hawkinson's not giving you the performance that you usually wanted. And who knows? Like, we don't even know some of these other names at tight end, to be honest with you. But Well, after you get out of top of the eight, you're just – just plug in the name, right? Yeah. Go but, to wide yeah. receiver. What did we see there? We saw Tyreek Hill with the struggles that Mahomes had. Tyreek Hill was the – he's usually the benefactor, like if even in the struggles. Yeah. You would expect Tyreek Hill to, to be the one getting most of the points. It was actually Kelsey that was getting it this week, so it actually went the other way. And Kelsey put up okay numbers. I think he had like 15 points, mm-hmm. which is – his average um but Tyreek Hill nine points ten points depending on your league so let me shout out some names and just give me the guys you're concerned about because and maybe Tyreek you know, Hill I am concerned about that whole offense I don't know what to take out of that Kansas City offense and it's weird because maybe just because it's Kansas City like they've just been you know cardiac cats so I didn't even realize they were like three and three going into this game or wherever their record is now. And they've been playing behind and having offensive yep. struggles. So it's kind of like. Well, the defense is really what's killing them, right? Because typically you would expect. They were always slow. They were always a big third quarter team. Yeah. For the last two years, it's always been big third quarter. And Andy Reid's one of those people where he sees what you give him, He changes his plan based on what you have. And then they're able to pick up big, big leads and, and stretch out the leagues or catch up in that third quarter, in that fourth quarter. Yeah. But now it's gotten to the point where they're so far behind in a lot of these games that the team, it's, there's no way for them to catch up. They're being, they're struggling. They're, they're just not able to do stuff. And you see it with Mahomes throwing interceptions, guys not getting open. Um, I guess the Super Bowl was more of a concern. People need to, to look at that, if, if they can get pressure on them with four people and drop back into zone, Mahomes is kind of kryptonite is, is there. Yeah. Another one that deserves better is DJ Moore. He's, he's, he's burdened with a former Jet quarterback. He only put up 10 points this past week. He deserves better than this. He's got the six most tar- uh, targets and catches in the league. And yet he only put up 10 points this past week. Yeah. And that means if he's got 73 yards, he had 70% of the yardage that <laughs> Sam Darnold had in that game. Uh, and zero of the interceptions. Somehow this man's targets have gone up uh, besides Philly. And his production is just lacking whether that be the drop balls, Sam Darnold, but, and it's, I just traded for him and are you, are hopefully you it needs to sit on your bench. No, because so this team, what I've done is I try to reamp my roster to be kind of just um, uh, white out because we can start five of them. So I was like, I just want five decent wideouts, like not great, just decent and see what happens. So 
I had D Hop. I traded him away. I had Darren Waller traded him away. Now I have. Good thing you got rid of Darren Waller when you could. That was literally who I traded him for for DJ Moore and Dawson Knox. But then Darren Waller got injured, so it kind of like worked out a little bit in my yep. favor for at least this week. But this team now I have oh, Mike Evans, Woods, uh, Calvin Ridley. Thielen. Look, if and... the guy can put up ten points despite Sam Darnold being Sam Darnold, yeah, then then it's not it's not bad because if they ever do trade for somebody who might actually have the ability to not see ghosts, then <laughs> you know he might start putting up twenty points again. Yeah. So that's my hope. I hope my at least you know those five get me ten points minimum each game, and then you know two of two out of the thir- five get like 20 something plus which happened this week so another one tyler lockett i mean we saw it coming it's not really a surprise but it's just this is the lack of russ effect so hopefully i don't know his return but hopefully that kind of helps but you know you're you're considering sitting him in the meantime if you have better options Mm -hmm. all right running back time Running back, the weird thing about running back is most of the running backs that were on the top top 10, 15 in scoring were out last week. Yeah, because Eckler, they're on Elliott, by. Harris, Chubb was injured, didn't play. McCaffrey's injured, didn't play. Robinson from Jacksonville, Cook, Kareem Hunt injured, didn't play. Montgomery injured, didn't play. So for the most part, the top scoring running backs – weren't even playing this week. Yeah. So that means you guys were putting in a whole bunch of people there that were going to hurt. So Daryl, questionable Henderson, did not put up a big game. We expected more out of him. He only put up seven, eight points. Yeah. Aaron Jones didn't do great, although Green Bay was able to do what they needed to do. Antonio Gibson did not do well. Um, but those, those are pretty much the duds there. And, and the only one I'm really concerned about is – well, consider what's wrong with the shin is is Gibson, right? Yeah, um, same. I never expected much out of Henderson to start with. So anything he gives you is actually a plus, considering most times he gives you a questionable no start. And Gibson, you know, had a good – he was another one of those running backs where he started to pick it up second half of the season and became a high draft pick this season. But, like – it's been decent 10, 8, 6, 14, 20, but now the last two weeks have been horrible. Yeah. And as a Gibson owner, it's like, come on, man. Like, I just need you. I just need you in two leagues. So hopefully they, you know, work this thing out with this shin or he doesn't miss too much time if he does have to go out, but they get this thing together. All right. Mike Davis put up one point. <laughs> one point. Dolphins defense is not that great. I'm definitely off of Mike Davis, especially with um, Cordell Patterson still doing his thing a little bit, even after the bye. Um, Yeah, I don't have Mike Davis in any team, I believe, so I'm going to keep it that way. (laughs) (laughs) Quarterback. There's only really two duds we need to talk about. First one being Sammy D. Yeah. Sammy D. If, if it wasn't for his interception, you might have gotten four or five points out of him. But 
that says all it needs to say is the fact that you still would have only gotten five points out of them. I feel yeah. like we're looking at Aaron Brooks back <laughs> in action. <laughs> like, what's going on here? Um, except there was no upside with Aaron Brooks. He could run the ball. Um, yeah. The one that's concerning is Patrick Mahomes. Put up eight points, depending on what league you're in. That is not what you want to see. You don't want to see him go down with the concussion. You don't want to see him struggle like that, even without the concussion. Yep. And a lot of it has been – he's been one of the quarterbacks that holds on is able to throw in traffic and this year it has not been working last year in the Super Bowl it did not really work for him either um, a lot of it had to do with the fact that even if he put it on the guy's numbers he was dropping it they were dropping it this year it's actually been the other way around he's not even getting it to their numbers their picks that are just balls behind too high uh, too late just not a smart idea when he goes to throw in some cases um, I think he needs to practice a lot more, um, you know, normal step backs, normal uh, takeaways, normal throws, no more sidearm stuff, no more see if we could throw it behind our backs. Let's let's get back to basics. <laughs> get back to basics. You're to hear first, Patrick Mahomes. Get back to basics, even though we do like seeing I know you wanted to talented. know what my thought was, Patrick, and, and this, is what, <laughs> this is what it is. Don't send your fiancé after me. I don't want to hear it. Uh... All right. Before we get in this waiver wire, let's do a little question time. And this would have been a good one with ooze, but we'll do it without them. This is a little bit of who am I? So I've got a description of a wide receiver, RB, a QB, and a tight end. And let's see if you can guess who they are. You ready? Okay. Let's do it. I am top seven. First one's wide receiver, by the way. I am top seven wide receivers in fantasy. I average 18.7 fantasy points per game. I have four receiving touchdowns and one rushing touchdown. And after you guess who this person is, guess his spot. And some of these I I would have not gotten if I didn't uh, look up myself. One rushing touchdown. Um, Debo. Oh, good guess. Good guess. See, yeah, I, I picked Debo. I'm looking at the top, top, top ten, and I'm like, I'm, that's the only one I could think of that would have run. Um, would I have done it with if not looked at it? Um, I think I might have gotten Debo still. I now I guess. Debo. Now guess. Now his what position. round? Yeah, what round was he being drafted in? No, um, I'm saying guess his fantasy, like I am wide out number, like guess that position. I don't know, four or five? I believe, I want to just confirm, he is three. He's three? Well, yeah, depending on your no, lead, five. Yeah. Five. Yeah, I put seven just because I didn't want to give well, it away. What was his five? The real important part is, what round could you have gotten him at? Or what wide receiver was he? He obviously wasn't top five. He was round six, seven, I believe. Six, seven is where you could have gotten Jamar Chase and Debo. And they're mm-hmm. averaging, Jamar Chase is averaging 22 points a game. Debo is averaging 21. And you give that up for Kyle Pitts, who's averaging 15. So that's that's the... 
depending on your league, though, yeah. Kyle Pitts is getting 1.5 per reception. That might actually make it worth it. Over Debo, maybe. Yep. All right, let's keep, go to the next one. Name this RB duo. Two players. Both top 10 in rushing yards. And then is this also before the injury? Injury. This isn't Hunt and Chubb? No. <laughs> but uh, obviously that, that would have been nasty. <laughs> that would have been too easy obviously yeah okay but top 12 in rushing yards and top 20 in rb fantasy points added together top 20 they're both in the top 20 they're both in the top 20 huh and they're both top 12 in rushing and it's not Chubb and, huh? Not Chubb and thing, huh? Oh, this one should be easy for you. This one should be easy for me. I'll give you a hint. Think about your okay. fantasy teams. But see, I don't think he's top. 20 at top 12 in rushing is it is it elliot and pollard yeah he's top 20 in rushing they're top 20 in rb fantasy points and they're top 12 in rushing i thought the rushing was more surprising yeah because pollard has been kind of leveling off the last few games now they've been giving more to uh to zeke so i did do this before the I think the Sunday night game finished. So he might've got pushed down a little bit, but Zeke, this is them. This is by rushing yards. Yeah. So, which, which really hurts for you if you grab them as a uh, handcuff and then you decided you needed to start them as an RB two, because last week was a pain in the butt for you. Oh yeah. Uh, I can, I can say for sure it was for me. (laughs) So they're top 15 in rushing due after the Monday and Sunday night game. All right. QB, QB, I average fifth highest points in fantasy at the QB, but I am 18th in passing yards. 18th in passing yards. Ooh. Um, I'm going to go with Jalen Hurts. Oh, good one. Or Lamar Jackson. Nope, Jalen Hurts. It is Jalen Hurts. Okay, because it had to be one of the rushing quarterbacks. Um. Mainly because I mean they're they're stealing those touchdowns from the running backs, and they're stealing those yards from the running backs, which are great for the quarterback. It's just it's hard. Passing yards just aren't worth the same as running yards. They just Correct. aren't. Twenty five so for one, and then rushing yards ten. So. so if you were looking at stuff and you were like, "What? Why is Jalen Hurts?" going as high as he's going and, and we don't expect him to put more than 200 yards out of game it's like because it's he's running it's because exactly. his ability to to put up those points when it matters i mean jalen Hurts was available in a lot of leagues in the 10th 11th round yep all um, right last one tight end okay. i have more touchdowns than kelsey but less yards receptions and targets but i'm a top five t- uh, tight end in fantasy more touchdowns. I don't think Kelsey has a lot of touchdowns. Top five. I mean, Gronk is still highest average. <laughs> More touchdowns. 
Dawson Knox. Oh man, I, these are too easy. I thought these would be a little bit hard. Well, I just assumed I was like, you know, you, you've loved Dawson so much. <laughs> Gotta be Dawson. <laughs> good, good job. Me and you love him. I mean, we we were high on him as soon as we saw saw the flashes of week three. So hopefully, people listened and got him. Oh yeah. All I mean, right. He's still available in seventy percent of the and thirty percent of the leagues. Thirty twenty nine percent. Yeah. All right. Let's wrap up with some waiver wires. Um, like Lance just mentioned, Dawson Knox is available. Like we've been saying, guys, there was a crazy bye week last week. So go check who people. So if you dropped. watched before the weekend, people might have been dropped, and you could have got them before this waiver wire stuff. Correct. But you still have one more chance. <laughs> exactly. Kirk Cousins might be out there for you. Tony Pollard might have been dropped for you. There might be some other guys out there you might be able to get. Um, people had to drop people, especially if they had Antonio Brown. Yeah. He was a late scratch. Somebody might have dropped them and put in the the guy from New England just to get 13 points. Uh-huh. Uh, take your shot. Pick up brown throw him in your bench and wait for him to get back healthy wait for him to get back into the game because he's top five top 10 um wide receiver scoring despite missing two games already so all right i'm gonna go through my three and then you can go i'll do mine pretty fast so first up is gonna be obviously game wells game well slash boston scott because of the injury to miles sanders and they both kind of I know Gainwell performed very well. He had like 14 fancy points. Uh, Boston Scott had about nine in regular, you know, half point uh, format. And, you know, it's a starting running back. So the opportunity is going to be there. Don't know how long Sanders is going to be gone, but, you know, Gainwell is probably your more valid option to go with there. And he was scoring, you know, double digits, fancy points even while Sanders was there in the beginning of the year, they just had, uh, you know, some dud games because of basically Jalen Hurts rushing, like we just mentioned. Second up, Michael Gallup. A lot of people had to drop him. If you don't have an IR spot, he is coming off of IR. He is, I believe it was 40 or 50% owned in leagues I saw earlier. And if he's out there, go get him part of the Cowboys offense, kind of just like the Tampa Bay offense, you want a part of the offense because it's, you know, high powered offenses. It's what drives, you know, winning fantasy teams. And then last but not least, Raymond from uh, Detroit. And I'll give you a bonus as well. Bateman from the Ravens. He was leading. He came back and I think this is his second game. He's leading in targets i believe for both games and then raymond one guy we didn't talk about in our does was saint brown who was having a decent you know couple games looked like he was gonna start ramping up and raymond took all that production away this game and saint brown had zero fantasy points so it was a raymond type of game ooze picked him up in our ffpc league so congrats or shout out to ooze on that one i think I picked up St. Brown or we both picked up both of those guys, but we started the wrong one this week. We still won. So thank goodness, but still St. Brown, we can maybe fade and Raymond, we can kind of focus more on Lance. You're up. Yeah. So coming out of that bye week um, people might've dropped or left 
on the waiver wire, Kirk Cousins. Look oh, out yes. for him if he's in your leagues. Pick him up. Plain out. I mean, he's top 10 quarterback in, in fantasy points in most leagues. So he's not going to be your top. He's not going to put up Stafford numbers, but I imagine he's doing better than whatever you were playing last week. Um, Van Jefferson sitting out there. If you need a flex spot, and mostly he's available. Um, again, he's part of a high-powered powered out offense like the the Buccaneers or the Cowboys. Um, there's a lot of them in the NFC this year. Um, and the thing is, you have no idea if he's going to go off. He's obviously not Cooper Cup, but they do need somebody in the in that other position, and he's the one taking it, not Robert Woods. Um, so look to him. And then tight ends, we got Conklin coming off of a uh, bye week as well. A lot of people dropped him because they needed to make room. He's out there. He's available and you need a tight end. You're looking for a tight end in a couple of weeks. Get Conklin because his bye week's already over with. Get him ready for you. Um, get that all set up. And there there also is that wide receiver out of, um, I'm going to blank on his name, out of Minnesota, KJ Osborne. Osborne, yeah. If he's available, get him. Again, he is another one coming off the bye week. People might have dropped him. People might not have been looking at him. Um, he's available in, in a fair enough amount of teams. I think he's only owned in 7 8%. Um, so if he's out there and you need another flex, that's another wide receiver to think about. All right, all right. So we did it. Waiver wires, studs, week seven review, and a couple of good what it, who am I questions. Ooze, hope you're having fun on your anniversary celebration. Guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll be back later this week. We've got a week eight preview. We appreciate you listening to the show. It's been real. Peace out from the Russell.